Hello, I'm Danish and welcome to TUSB Conversation Starters. June is Pride Month, a time with deep historical importance. But amidst social media hashtags and banded content, is the real pride getting lost? Are authentic voices getting drowned? We have with us today author and communication consultant Sharif Rangnekar, who shares from his own experience growing up as a gay man in India. We spoke to him about the significance of celebrating pride and how organizations can do it in a more meaningful way. There's a lot of noise happening around Pride Month with companies jumping in with campaigns and speaking about inclusion. As a gay man, what are your thoughts when you see businesses celebrating pride? Well, you know, uh, you know, it 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 is problematic at times, and I think, but it's also part of some of the solutions uh, from a from a point of view of society, from a point of view of careers for queer people, etc. But I think what gets lost uh, in the way pride gets celebrated by a large number of corporations. I'm generalizing. I'm not saying that. That, that all corporations aren't genuine or authentic about how they go about it or what work they've done internally in an organization. Mm-hmm. But by and large, there is a sense that uh, corporations don't know pride. And uh, and I would take it a little further beyond corporations. I think even press doesn't understand pride as a result of which no one checks or sort of questions what is uh, the International Pride Month all about? Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, you know, at times it seems a little like appropriation and I'll explain why. Mm. You know, Pride has a history of the Stonewall riots, you know, which goes back to early 1970s. Mm. It, and in the Indian context, some of us believe that one such example uh, in the Indian context, that is, was in Lucknow in 2001. Mm. When a large number of people from our community, trans, gay, etc., were picked up by the police, mm. dumped into a jail for, for 40 plus days, people were beaten mm. up in jail. Mm. This sort of situation happens sporadically in different parts of the country. This happens in homes. There is still conversion therapy which takes place. There is uh, people who have compelled and forced into heterosexual marriages when, uh, when that's not their choice uh, and that's not how they are inclined sexually. Um, there are people who face hate in colleges, in schools, in universities, etc. There's bullying of all kinds. There's harassment by law enforcers. And let's put it very plainly, uh, there is a lack of understanding either, I mean, both of the Nalsa judgment, which is 2014 on trans uh, genders, mm-hmm. or on 377, which has to do with homosexuals. First, mm. the imagination that we are free mm. is, uh, is highly misplaced. We don't have a number of civil rights. We don't have, and it's not limited only to same-sex marriage or anything like that. It's, 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 it's a vast space. So now when someone is wanting to celebrate this, hmm. our lives, how much do they know about our lives? Do they hmm. know what it is to even stand up today and speak? Hmm. Or walk down on a pride march? Do they know the mental health issues that, organize, uh, that individuals go through? Do hmm. they know what it is to go through transition? 
you know, mm. uh, when you are not, uh, when you believe and you strongly know that uh, that the assigned gender is not the gender you, uh, sexuality uh, that you identify with, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, do they know what it is uh, when you want to wear makeup, put uh, nail paint and what it is to walk in society in different places? Mm-hmm. You know? So when you're celebrating something, uh, it's sort of almost an appropriation for the simple reason it's it's almost like a way rape victim. Shouldn't the rape victim speak for oneself? Mm-hmm. Yes, you can have others who join the chorus. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think what I've seen quite often happen is corporations try to take the lead without having lived that experience. Mm. They take the mic away and then they, mm. you know, it's almost like cinema to a great extent where you want to sugarcoat things when you want to appear that you really care, but you, but you really don't know enough to be empathetic or to scare, to care, mm. mm-hmm. you know, so that I think becomes a huge problem mm. it's in, in, in sections of the community is called homo capitalism. Mm. Uh, it's called the word appropriation is also used. Because we need to speak for ourselves, and we do, and we want mm. to, and we know our journeys. We know why we walk down the streets at Pride mm. across different parts of the country, different times of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. uh, we know why we wear what we wear and what we say and what language we we use. Mm. So I think that needs to be addressed very. Uh, specifically by most corporations to understand pride. Okay, takes me to my second question that, you yeah. know, how should companies be collaborating with the community? Then? Let's say be it DNI experts, NGOs, activists, you know, both for Pride Month as well as ongoing long-term cultural shift. There are a lot of things happening across the country today. There are a lot of events, there are workshops, um, there are festivals, there are a large number of things that are going on hmm. in and led by the community. Hmm. And I think uh, if corporations actually believe, uh, as they claim uh, in Pride Month or wherever, whenever else, that they're looking at an authentic change, they're looking at a cultural change, they need to be supporting these initiatives of the community. Hmm. They, could even, they could even sometimes, if they can't, don't have the funds, give space, you know, uh, at their uh, large offices, let workshops be held there, hmm. Because mm. it all comes at a cost. We need to understand that money is very difficult for a lot of the NGOs to get. And mm. during this COVID two years, the num the you know the amount of money that has been raised directly by the community for the community, particularly for the trans uh, gender folks in our community who were on the streets, who didn't have money, didn't have food, didn't have shelter. Um, mm. There's plenty out there that corporations can come forward and help with. And uh, and I think that's that's where social change comes in. That's where support comes in. That's where the bond is built between corporations and and, and organizations. And it's mm. a bond which is very relevant to society to bring mm. that kind of change. And I also know certain organizations which do a lovely thing. You know, they have these days in the year where mm. their own staff goes out and works on ground. Okay, I know it may sound a little symbolic because it's one day or two days in the year or four days in the year, whatever. Mm. But, you know, it's it's fantastic if they go out there and they work with the community, they start understanding much better 
you know what it is to to be queer what is that mm. life you know how are you saving a trans person's life how are you engaging with the trans it's there's so much that i think corporations do and it's also very much part of the i think the fifth charter on inclusion from the united nations where you visibly go out and support let's say an event there are film festivals taking place like the beginning of june is the kashish festival mm. uh, there's the rainbow lit fest which i also organize there are mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is another festival which takes place in pune by mist uh, mm. there is a the queer lit which also takes place in chennai um, mm. then there are organizations a plenty who are looking for funds to provide shelter to the community so mm. you know i think with 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 also the csr budgets being available i think this is where companies can come in because that's when you're having sort of an engagement which is beyond one month hmm hmm and that changes life you know hmm. yeah that's a valid point yeah i agree yeah and so in this in this situation what role does a workplace play for a, a queer people in terms of financial independence and extra see i think uh, we know in india that you have a large number of people who leave small towns um villages etc to come to big cities and some of them are qualified um hmm. to perhaps get a job at a corporation institution whatever it might be now their needs are usually to support family back home Mm. Okay, or uh, or maybe they're just married and they have to create their own family, so they need to support that. Yeah. Now, in the case of a lot of queer people, they're chucked out of home. That's one. There are others who are uncomfortable at home and they cannot come out because they fear they will be thrown out or they will be beaten up, violently, you know, abused verbally and physically. Uh, there are people who who just don't feel safe in that space. So they, for them, they can't even turn to the family. for basic sustenance mm. so the job for them becomes a completely different sort of need the workplace becomes a, is is about creating that little queer space that little space of independence freedom to just be who you are and that mm. can only come if you have money in the pocket that mm. you can pay the rent for a one bhk for a small room uh, you can you know it's those kind of needs that they they fulfilling a need which is very personal and not entirely economic in the general sense of how we look at careers mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so i think that distinction needs to be made when it comes to the queer community mm-hmm. and what what are the some of the biggest challenges or say discriminations that the lgbtqi plus community still faces in workplace and and how can com- yeah and also then how can companies sensitize their workforce and leaders toward these issues see i think uh, if you go by data and research even globally so i i, I take the global uh, route on mm. this mm-hmm. is there's an accenture report which is of 2020 so there they said only 40% of the lgbt plus community comes out at the workplace okay mm-hmm. and there's a sense of risk fear discomfort they also there's a general feeling that like 57% believe that their sexuality will hinder mm-hmm. their career mm-hmm. and now that's just part of uh, the thing there is 14% who feel they're welcome 14 just 14 it's a 2020 global report mm-hmm. now that report ends essentially with the sense that a culture is missing and that's something i've always believed in that you need to create a culture because you need to have policies you have laws 
But let's look at the NCR and let's look at the city of Delhi. Mm. We have all the laws, but we have a culture which somehow violates every possible law, right? Mm. We don't mm. seem to care. Mm. So we haven't worked enough. We have all the laws. We haven't worked enough on the culture end. And culture, mm. as anyone who works in this workplace inclusion space, will tell you that you have to start somewhere with tolerance first. Tolerance mm. doesn't mean acceptance. So you have to move towards acceptance. From acceptance, you move towards inclusion and then you become champions, right? Mm-hmm. In, that, in that sort of journey, you're recreating your workplace. You know, you are becoming um, a place where everyone feels free, where everyone doesn't need to really even carry their identity because it's all so sort of normalized. You know, mm. that you may not have to use the pronouns. The pronouns need to be used today to identify. Mm. And, and that's some corporations don't follow. Yeah. The language in the organizations, you know, what language do you use? You know, are you, even the language that commoditizes a woman mm. is very uncomfortable for a queer person. It's almost like a red flag. Mm. The humor, you know, there's, there's a lot of humor you've seen in cinema, which, uh, Cross, doesn't, yes, yeah. yeah, you know, it's yeah. caricature mm. rather than character, right? Mm, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, when you're called out, uh, to, I mean, not called out, called and invited to a get-together uh, with work folks from the work, mm. colleagues, they almost an assumption, you know, like, if it's a man, he'll say, listen, just bring your girl along. If a woman is inviting you, they'll say, bring your man along. This is an assumption. Mm. You know, culture, when you change that culture, you assume that a person might be single, the person might be queer, the person could be trans amongst the queer, the person could be gay, and so they may be having a man or may not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they want to bring their date, you know, mm-hmm. uh, could be a lesbian. They're just that whole rainbow mm-hmm. out there. That's very important in, in a culture to realize that not everyone is the same. Mm-hmm. That not everyone's preferences, inclinations, instincts, choices are not the same. You know, and the moment queer people uh, face these sort of questions and circumstances or situations, mm. they may seem very little to the heterosexuals, the majority, because it's part part and parcel of their lives. But mm. if you want to include, then you need to realize that your life is not the only life, mm. you know, and immediately a red flag goes up. Uh, people sort of go back into the closet if they were even trying to come out. They mm. go into a shell, so they are already on in that, 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 the you know they are already cautioned mm. uh, mm. internally, so they never free in that kind mm. of mm. you know. Uh, then I've I'll just give you I mean very very recently one of my 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 friends a lesbian working in an organization which claims to be inclusive is facing a boss who's telling her that he listens speaks very harshly and I've just seen him in some of the messages is horrific. I would not accept it even if I were heterosexual, but the person tells also this woman, keep your mental health problems with you at your home. Hello, mm. we're trying to create a seamless society. We're trying to create a culture. You can't keep everything at home. Just imagine if you were sexually assaulted, can you come back to work and not fear that if someone touches you in a certain way that mm. you might not have that fear revisiting you? Mm. I mean, just how can, how can you not think of mm. that? So empathy is very important in bringing that cultural change. So I, mm. I would say, I would say, these are the things 
that organizations know should know and these are, this has to come from the top leadership needs to be trained leadership needs to be empathetic leadership needs to keep in mind the bottom line but must know that to get those numbers that economics are emotions as well mm. every every penny is an emotion don't forget the heart in that because when you have more money in your pocket you feel a little more free to consume maybe for your family maybe you can mm. you know improve quality of life those are all emotions don't don't look at bottom line outside the emotion of people okay yeah yeah so, so i think yeah. that's and they shouldn't jump in sorry they shouldn't jump in until mm. they're ready to be an inclusive workplace mm. sharif that takes me to my last question um uh, what i mean what your message to young people who want to come out of the closet especially uh, when they're opening up at work see i think uh, coming out is not a one time job sort of thing and it's mm. not also a compulsion mm. for anyone mm. it's a it's a personal choice but when people decide to come and it's you know the workplace is just one major place right uh they know most queer people have a gut feel and that would be for a youngster too but i would say you need to feel safe to come out you need to have a few allies people you can completely trust hmm uh explicitly you know where you can share everything that you wish to about your life you know it's like it's like you know any you know the kind of conversations heterosexuals generally have when they're sharing things about their lives where they're going shopping what are they eating the place they went to what happened at home oh my god you know my child is there so my child you know when you have uh, those kind of conversations that obviously we may not have children but those are the kind of that comfort that you can share everything is very important before you decide to come out and who you come out with so you usually know who you can trust mm-hmm. you know and i think that's the most important part mm-hmm. that gut feel that sense of safety sense of comfort the sense that the person who's going to listen to you sort of can extend themselves to understand they will never be fully knowing of what you really go through but that you can share it uh, mm-hmm. is something you would know and from your interactions with people so i say look at these three four things before you come out mm-hmm. and uh, uh, because you know your career and your economic independence that comes is also dependent on that and that has a huge impact as we said earlier on queer existence in queer life